welcome back to the Couch GM Podcast. My name is Ryan Parker, and I'm joined, as always, by Matt Chamberlain. How you doing, Matt? I'm all right. I'm, I'm still, like, in draft mode a little bit. Mm. Still, like, reeling about what some teams did. Like, the more I've looked at it, the more I'm just like, what the hell is Philly doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, but I'm trying to move past it. I'm trying to move on. Uh, that's fair. This is also the earliest recording of the Couch GM Podcast it's on a Saturday morning, which is unusual for us. It's a, little, it's a little weird, but free agency makes us do things. Free agency is around the corner. As Zach Lowe's said it multiple times, it's silly season, Matt. It's a silly there season. There is no anyway. better way to put it. Uh, and I'm very excited for it. Before we dive into this episode 38, remember to follow us on Twitter at NBA Couch GM Pod. You can also follow us on Instagram because we have one of those now at Couch GM Podcast. Um, and if you're not already, remember to find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher. Leave a rating and review for us on whichever platform you prefer. We would greatly appreciate it. Matt, why don't you quickly recap episode 37? So, without going through all, all the players and all the teams we've talked through, Mike Conley got traded to Utah. Memphis begins its rebuild. We then talked about players getting moved at the draft, um, already NBA players, and then teams moving up and down the first round. And then some of our favorite picks, some head-scratching picks, draft winners and draft losers. Nice. It was a good episode 37. It was. It was you know? It, it was fun. I, I kind of like having some withdrawals after not like podcasting every other night for the finals <laughs> and uh, you have to take a few days off uh yeah i'm not about that at this point i'm it's silly season we gotta yeah. do one every day not really though um so in this week in nba news uh there's some things that happened matt pretty so, significant <laughs> pretty, pretty significant even though the nba free agency hasn't started yet technically uh the free agency has started on draft <laughs> night apparently uh so nba news the Lakers did it. They made cap max cap space with uh, trading whoever's left on the <laughs> roster to the Wizards, uh, and AD turning down his trade four million dollar trade kicker. You gotta think like LeBron's like secretly under the table giving this dude four million dollars to waive that trade. Oh, you get some Space Jam bonus money or something. <laughs> like, there's something else going on there. He's gonna get that money. Yeah, it's just not from the Lakers officially. Uh, yeah, I guess. Magic Johnson's paying him out of his yeah. own pocket. With his other businesses. Uh, somehow it appears that uh, the Celtics went from losing Kyrie and Al Horford to probably getting Kemba. Um, because reportedly they offered him $60 million less than the max. Yeah, like Stephen A. Smith said like they offered him 5 for 160 instead of what he's potentially worth, which is 220 that's a big difference. Man, I would understand, like, Kemba, we'll talk about this, has, like, reportedly said, like, I'll take less than Max. Not $60 million less than <laughs> say, That's a lot less. Uh, Mark, in other news, Mark Gasol opts into his player option. He kind of saw this coming even before he was traded because it's such a high number. He's probably not going to get that again. Um, so, something to think about for the Raptors and your boy Ka- Kawhi. Uh, Bucks waive George Sill non-guaranteed contract. You'd have to assume that's making space for what they want to do in this free agency. I'll say they got bigger fish to fry than George Hill. Uh, breaking news last night, Matt. It had us both like Stunned. jaws on the ground. Derek Collison retires from the NBA. Just straight up, he's like, I'm good. 
I'm done. I don't need $10 million next year. The son said, like, hey, you want to come be our point guard? And he was like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'd, re- I'd literally rather retire. <laughs> and he did it. That's cra- I mean, it's crazy. Like, maybe he has something lined up post-basketball and, like, he just doesn't want to move his family again. But he was, like, not that old, was he? Like, 29? No. 30? I mean, yeah, something like that. Like, he he was a good NBA player for 10 years, and he could have stayed for another three, four, five good years. Weird. But, I mean, good for him. If he wants to move on, he wants to move on. Live your best life. Live your best life. Uh, the Hawks and Blazers swap bad contracts. Kent Bazemore is now going to Portland, and Evan Turner is now in Atlanta. Um, I think this is weirdly a plus for Portland. Yeah. I like Kent Bazemore more than I like Evan Turner. For sure. He's going to give you more. Give you more shooting. Yeah. A little bit more defense, too. Might get spun around by James Harden a couple more times, but, you know, yeah. Evan Turner wouldn't get on the floor to get spun around by James Ooh. Harden. <laughs> That's cold hard fact. Uh, last piece of news here before we move on into free agency. NBA is probably piloting a coaches program, uh, challenge program next season. The NBA is kind of like toyed around with some different rules, apparently, like a mid-season cup, maybe. Yeah. What do What do you think about this, Matt? Well, I love the challenge thing. Like in the ideas, you get one a game. It's basically just something called against your team that's mm. not in your favor. So, like, if uh, you got called for a foul, and you're like, we can't afford for our Throw guy to get this foul. Yeah, you can challenge the call. Goaltending that. It affects your team negatively. You can challenge the call. So like, I like the idea of this. Um, I I hope they actually do pilot it. The the other stuff we have to do that on a different pod. We can't we can't do all that with how much free agency talk we're about to do. Because I got some thoughts on the that's fair on the season length and I want and like all the that. NBA when, whenever we get to that podcast because we're about to dry up on content once everyone signs in free agency. I want it to turn into, like, soccer with, like, relegation and stuff. <laughs> Get sent to the G League. Yes, that's exactly it. But, Matt, that's for another podcast and another time. Like you said, let's get on to our biggest topic and our only topic of today, preparing for free agency. Yeah! Man, there have been a lot of moves that have been made recently. Um, so let's recap players who have opted in or the team picked up their team option. Who you got, Matt? So, even though some of you guys might seem a little less important, it, it affects teams' cap space for sure, what they can do. So, Goran Dragic picked up his player option in Miami. Tyler Johnson picked up his player option in Phoenix. Kent Bazemore picked up his option in Atlanta and then was traded to Portland, like Ryan mentioned. Marvin Williams picked up his player option in Charlotte. Michael Kidd Gilchrist picked up his player option in Charlotte. Marcus All picked up his player option, like we mentioned, in Toronto. Hassan Whiteside picked up his player option in Miami. Dwight Powell picked up his player option in Dallas. Aaron Baines picked up his player option in Boston, but then they collapsed momentarily, and so then he got traded to Phoenix. So those are the main players. There, Yeah, there's a couple other fringe guys like Julie Locafor. The team option was picked up in New Orleans, but it's such a small number that it doesn't really affect cap space, but good for him. Those are the, the main guys who they've already secured... I'm going to be in the same spot next year. Nice. So now let's get into unrestricted free, or well, the biggest free agent names, I guess, on the market this summer. We're looking at 16 different guys, and uh, we'll break down 
We'll we'll give a guess as whether they're staying or going. I feel like we'll make it on freezing cold takes Twitter That's account fine. before this is over. Any publicity is good publicity, <laughs> right? <laughs> sure, let's go with that. Uh, so let's get into this. Um, some of these might be more obvious than others, but we'll talk about it. First one on on your list, Matt. So I kind of listed these out just in terms of like disposition. So we're gonna start with point guards. Mm. So Kemba, we didn't. We were choosing to talk a little bit about him now since we only mentioned it in the news. So Kemba, staying or going with the Hornets? Going. You know, I, I'm like 80% sure going. I'm honestly not like 100% there. There's a, like no way. Like the, so I was thinking about this this morning before we started recording. The Hornets are in the worst possible spot, right? Like if they give him the max, their cap space is screwed for the for, next five years. Yeah. If they don't give him the max, which they reportedly didn't, now it looks like they don't take care of their homegrown dudes. And they're still cap space screwed for the next like two to three years like they still don't have any space like there's no options for charlotte besides bring kimba back and it's not even like they drafted a dude in this draft it's like okay like this guy has high upside we believe in this dude they uh, what you said last week he's the most like plain jane yeah. dude like he's plug and play pj washington he could be a great good player in the nba He's not going to restart your franchise, You literally though. drafted him to be a complimentary piece for Kemba Walker. Like, that's all you drafted in your first and second round picks, where you had a good second round pick, like, in terms of position. So, I'd be very weary of the Hornets' future going forward, but part of me is like, does Michael Jordan or, or Mitch Kupchak or whoever just be like, you know what? This is not going to go well. So, they just like, you know what, Kemba? You know what? We will give you the 220. Yeah. And then, you know, sometime between now and whenever the, the free agency starts on tomorrow night, Sunday at 6 p.m., they change their mind and be like, we'll give you the 220. I still think that's in the realm of possibility. That's why I'm like not 100% sold he's out of Charlotte. But at this point, you, know, you wonder, is that relationship just damaged now? Disrespected? I mean- I mean, like, you gotta, like, Kemba has essentially, like, dragged this team to the playoffs a couple times. Yeah, and, like, got him even close to the playoffs is a, is a win. And, like, you've done nothing to help this dude. Like, who's the best player Kemba has played with? Jeremy Lamb. That says <laughs> everything about this roster construction, right? Yeah. Like, if he goes to Boston, which Boston and Kemba are reportedly tied... Like, is Jason Tatum immediately the best player he's playing with? Is Jalen Brown Gordon Hayward? Like, Gordon Hayward, hands down, a healthy Gordon Hayward. But, like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I know. Like, instantly Boston has, like, three guys better than anyone Kimba's ever played with in Charlotte. So, that's why I'm I'm pretty sure he's going. And maybe we'll get a little more news here in the next 30, 36 hours that, that's changed my mind to either 100% or dissuade me even more but i think kimba's going for sure next guy on the list d'angelo russell he's in he's a hard one this is a he's t- an rfa this is a weird situation right because um, he could be getting you know 25 ish million from the nets and restricted free agency per year or he could be going because they have bigger fish that they want to go after yeah i <sighs> Reportedly, I mean, like, reportedly, that's Kyrie, right? Yeah. Like, you can't play D'Angelo and Kyrie next to each other. Not at all. 
I'm going to say he's going to stay. Mm. I hope and I hope the Nets don't buy it Kyrie Irving. Like, it's just, like, we've seen this storybook play out. Like, you have some nice young pieces. Kyrie comes in, like, oh, yeah, I want to play. Yep. And then, like, a year in, he's like, no, I want out. I have D'Angelo Russell going, because I think it's going to happen. Uh, I, I think, and Kyrie's not on this list of guys we're going to run through, because it's so obvious that he's going from Boston. Now, where he's going is a little more tricky. But, man, I think D'Angelo Russell's out of there. I, I, I hate that. Because you know, as as you know on this podcast, I'm a big Nets fan. Yeah, and and it seems like they're kind of not throwing away what they've built, but they're they're slightly tearing some of it off. It to, feels like there's their, like some the sort of pressure from the owner to get a star because like they had a nice they have a nice core. I don't think it's it's wrong to go get a star like an upgrade somewhere. But saying we're going to throw away D'Angelo Russell for it and that star being Kyrie, I think that that sentence, that line of thinking is what might get you in some trouble. And I understand, like, Kevin Durant's injury changes a whole bunch of this. But, I don't, I, and like, you, stars win, you know, titles. Like, that's you, what it's about. You still, I think if you're the Nets, you still go after Kyrie and KD. Give them long-term deals and say, like, we're, we're going to ride or die this thing out. We'll Please figure it out later. Yep. Because they can still keep a lot of their young pieces. Like, not not all of them, but a lot of them. So D'Angelo Russell is obviously the most notable one you would have to lose. I could very much see him staying. Uh, but you, if he does stay, it's for his max amount. Yeah. I don't think you can get him at a discount. Because if you're taking D'Angelo Russell, that means you missed on Kyrie. And that's a leverage point for D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's, it's really a toss-up. It's a flip of a coin with him. Yeah, that's fair. Who do you want to talk about next? Uh, we'll do a couple quick ones. Pat Beverly, the L.A. Clippers. Staying or going? Staying. Oh, I think he's going. I think he's for sure gone. I think the Clippers want to bring him back. I think they want to bring him back. I don't think he's looking to, to secure the bag, in his <laughs> words. So I, I don't think they were going to pay him. Just that long-term deal. They don't get that money wrapped up. Whether it's for Kawhi or for Kawhi next year because he does a one-and-one. One. <laughs> I, I think Pat Beverly already packed up, moving moving down southwest somewhere. I think if you don't get Kawhi this year, you can sign Pat Beverly and then trade him next year. Maybe. And Maybe. get some mass. I don't back. know. That'd be tough. I, I love Pat Bev. I need. I just want him to get paid. I want this dude to like Either slide way. off into the sunset yeah. with, a, with a whole bunch of money. Next guy, Clay Thompson. Staying. Staying, yeah. I think the Warriors are going to offer him that max. They'd be crazy not to. There might be a slight negotiation on like player option or no trade clause, but there, I think you have to give him the five for one ninety. Dude came out and hit two free throws on a torn ACL. So yeah, he should have just that that team meeting and the negotiations. He should be like, "Come here, just walk you down to the court, and, right, right here, right here." Can uh, I play this video for you really quick? So, I uh, yeah, I think he's for sure staying. Yeah. Um, Interesting one. Jimmy Butler. Philly. Oof. Staying or going? Going. I think he's staying. Really? I think he is. I, you know, I'm a, I generally like Jimmy Butler. Like, yeah, there's some real attitude problems, or it seems like. But he got along in Philly. Like, there was no negative reports with him in Philly. Between Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler. Like, it kind of worked. Like, what they had. 
They were like four bounces away from maybe making the conference finals. Like, yeah. That that's crazy. I think there are just so many teams who have cap space that they're gonna offer him a ridiculous amount of money. And I know like the seventy sixers can offer him that fifth year. But like is fifth year like going to play with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, like what if like I don't know the Lakers come knocking because they miss out on Kawhi or Kyrie. I think if if Philly's going to be willing to structure it as like a four plus one, Mm. so a player option, I think he for sure stays. Now, if it's just like a a five-year deal and there's some like non-guarantees or a team option, yeah, he's definitely, I'm not going to say definitely leaving, but there's a much, much higher chance that he leaves. If Philly screws around with like how the structure is, or they give him max years but not max money, yeah, or they give him max money but not max years. Like if they screw around with it, I, I could definitely see him walking somewhere else. Now, like my theory on that he's going concerns me because normally you hear rumblings before, like oh he's gonna. And he's just like locked himself up in his home. Yeah, for the last like three weeks. You haven't heard anything. So that that does make you like wonder, like what is this guy doing? Is he just handling free agency the way you're supposed to, yeah. which is to keep your cards close to your vest, or does he just not have any cards? I don't know. That's a great question. <laughs> I, so I I seriously wonder if his market's gonna be what he wants it to be, like if or if some teams are that like whiff on the Kawhis mm. or KDs of the world, they be like, you know what? We don't want to give Jimmy Butler four or five years. And so he just kind of ends up staying in Philly. So I think I think this one is another flip of the coin. Yeah. And there's so many that like there's so many dominoes that go into this. Like one dude could sign somewhere else and that affects everyone else's free agency. Yep. I feel like once Kawhi signs, that would be the big domino, but we'll get to that in a second. So couple quick ones. Um, Malcolm Brogdon, Milwaukee Bucks. Stays. I think they, they stay. I think they have a cutoff number for him, but I think ultimately he stays. You got to pay. I mean, like, you just got to pay that steep. Like, you yeah. like you were. Like, you got to go into the tax. You, you have gotta, to. Yeah. Like, that's it. You just have to. Like, don't pull Oklahoma State Thunder, for the love of God. <laughs> pay your guys. And very clearly, if you watch that playoffs, you need Malcolm Brogdon. Yes. Because <laughs> Eric Bledsoe wasn't doing it for you. It'll be really interesting, though. If he gets paid per year more than Eric Bledsoe, which I think he will, what does that mean or say? Because I think Eric Bledsoe is viewed as, like, the more highly touted guy there. But he's definitely going to be getting paid more. Malcolm Brogdon is. I've thought about this. Should they trade Eric Bledsoe? (laughs) Oh, yes. If they can. (laughs) Will someone take Eric Bledsoe? Probably not. Eh, maybe. The Suns might. (laughs) (laughs) Trade him back to the Suns. That'd be gold. That'd be just everything to me. Um, yeah, thank you, Sting, though. Um, Boyan Bogdanovich, Indiana Pacers. Leaving. The hot name out there. Leaving. I think he's staying. Shooter who, like, I don't know. I feel like the Pacers, again, have a cutoff number for this guy. And, like, a shooting wing that, yeah. like, can kind of play make. He's going to get a lot on this market. See, I think... I think Indiana wants to try and keep him and then let Thad Young walk. Because that could be a really fun team. Whatever point guard you get in there, Oladipo, Bogdanovich, TJ Warren, who you just acquired from the Suns, and then Sabonis or Turner starting. Like, that's a 
That's a fun team. And then Goga Batase. Yeah. The third center that they Gosh. What are you but, doing? Uh, I think I think they're gonna try and bring him back. And I think I would want to bring him back. I think if you can do like a two-year balloon deal, mm. I think you could get Bogdanovich to come back. But again, I could see someone else is saying like, hey, we'll give you like $25 million a year for three years. And he'd be like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do Deuces. that. <laughs> so a couple big names now. I, I like that this list kind of goes back and forth a little bit. Kevin Durant, Golden State. This is a really tough one. Being a Thunder fan, I have no read on this dude. Uh, I think he stays. I think he does too. I that, think he signs a one and one. I think that injury really changed things for him. Because like you either rehab with a staff you know, or you sign somewhere else. That, maybe he doesn't like the staff he knows. <laughs> may, I mean, maybe that's it. Another thing is though, like... If you go to the Nets, let's say, just for example, they're going to need you back. They're going to rush you back. That was the issue with, or that was the positive thing for Boogie Cousins coming to Golden State. They never really needed him to come back. Whoever he goes to, they're going to need him to play. You're putting all that money at $38 million per year into him. Yeah, they'll want him out there. I think he stays just on a short-term deal. Gives him as much flexibility as he could possibly want. Just so that way, like, if the injury is a major concern, he can just opt back in, take another year to kind of get back into it. Or if he's like, I'm good, he can, and he doesn't want to be there anymore, he can opt out. Or, you know, he just, he's just there. What do you think about this, uh, like, idea that sign him for the max, the Warriors sign him for a max, let him rehab with the Warriors, and then trade him whenever he's ready to play? I mean, I guess it. In some realm, it makes sense, but if you're the Warriors, then unless you're trading him to a team with cap space, you have to take back money. Bad contracts. And if you're going to be in the tax, which they are, like they are deep in the tax and repeater tax, I, I'm only paying that for Kevin Durant. I'm not paying for two or three guys who you got back for Kevin Durant. Yeah. So I, I don't really see that realistically. I think it's either Kevin Durant's there for five years and he's playing, or Kevin Durant's there for a one and one so he can figure out his his Achilles injury and then go play basketball. Okay, that's that's fair. I think he stays, but you're probably right. He's a tough one though because you don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Another guy we don't know anything about. Kawhi Leonard. Boardman. Raptors. Boardman's getting paid this summer. He, he's going to get paid. Um, but he's a tough one, too. Because it's a similar situation, not the injury. But I don't think he wants long-term in Toronto. But do you want either a short-term flexibility deal in Toronto? Or do you want to go somewhere else? I'm going to say he wants security. And I'm going to say he leaves. But I'm like... 51% leave, <laughs> 49% stays. I think I'm, I'm, the, I'm the opposite then, because <laughs> I'm like, just touch on the staying side with like a one and one The championship did so much for the Raptors' yeah. case for keeping him. I think he's probably going to do a one and one That's what I would do if I ran his shoes. Like, maximize your, like, need on the market, mm-hmm. I guess. And again, next summer, like, 
I know it's not as much money out there, but like you'll still get paid your the max next summer too. Like if you were to do a one and one and opt out. So I think Kawhi Leonard's market's gonna be there no matter what year. He's a free agent, like someone's gonna pay him the max no matter what. So he doesn't have to worry about that aspect of it. Whereas like some of these guys might have to worry like exactly how much will I be getting depending on the off season. I just, I think with Mark Gasol opting back in, he had a good year. This is, Toronto realistically has like one more really good shot at it. Yeah. Before Kyle Lowry comes off the books, Serge Baca, Mark Gasol come off the books. And they're really just left with like Pascal, OG, and, and Fred. So, <laughs> championship I, team right there. Yeah, well, I guess. Um, so I think let's take one more crack at it. The East is still pretty open, especially if you, if, you make your decision after we said Kevin Durant decides to stay, mm. and you're like, well, the East is still pretty open here. I think then that's something like you take into consideration if you're Kawhi. Like, okay, Boston just lost Kyrie and Al Horford. The Nets are getting Kyrie, but is that really a huge help? Philly, they're maybe keeping one of the two guys they just acquired. Well, who else is going to yeah. win? Like Milwaukee, assuming they can keep. Some of, like, they're free agents, but I don't think they can keep everyone. Yeah. I mean, like, that's that's the thing. You look at the East, and you feel like, as Kawhi Leonard, like, man, like, we, if your issues in San Antonio were no one knew who you were, everyone knows who you are right now. now. Yeah. Especially and- in Toronto, and, like, if you can bring them not one, but two championships, you're forever a Canadian yeah. legend. Now, yeah. whether that's what Kawhi wants, who knows? Uh, yeah, but... You already know the program. You know, like, with his injury history. Now, this is similar to Kevin Durant. They'll let you sit. Yeah. They will let you sit as yeah. much as you feel like it. And then you'll just play the playoffs. So, I think there, that familiarity will work in Toronto's favor. Again, I'm not, obviously, anywhere close to certain on this. I'm, like, 51% he's staying. <laughs> but, man, Kawhi Leonard, he's a tough one. Because I'm sure the Clippers would be super disappointed if he's, like, yeah, I'll stay in Toronto instead of move down to L.A. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it's crazy. You've seen so many teams take a risk, like, trade for your guy and just convince him to yeah. stay. Good for Toronto, though, on doing that. All right, next guy, Chris Middleton. Stays. I'm, I'm like, 90% sure. Yeah, he's staying. I mean... You got to take I, care of your guys. Again, I think they'll they'll be willing to pay it. I do wonder, though, if he's going to get the length he wants in a deal. Like four or f- four versus five years? Yeah. I do wonder that. If if Milwaukee will play a little hardball with him. Because, I mean, he's still only 27. Yeah. So, like, he still has, like, another contract um, after this. And it might actually be better for him to hit the market at 31 versus, like, 32, 33. So, I, I, he may not get the five, though. So, I just want to throw that. I think he stays, but it may not be for the five-year max. That he wants. That playoff run was like kind of helped, kind of hurt his case for the five years. Like if they make the finals, like he's getting five years. Yeah, but he he was decently inconsistent. So you got to take that in consideration a little bit. Like you did not show up as much as you would have liked for being a number two option. Right. So I I still think he gets money, the max money. I don't know if it's for max years for Milwaukee. Now this is the next guy. Is someone we're, we're a little worried about that of all the, the quote-unquote stars, he's like at the bottom of the star list and might get left out in the dust a little bit for looking for max, max money. Mm. It's Tobias Harris and, and the Philadelphia 76ers. Staying or going? 
I'm going to say going. I don't think Philly's going to want to pay. If they pay Jimmy Butler, they're not going to want to pay Tobias Harris. Now, if they don't get Jimmy Butler, they might be more inclined to pay Tobias yeah. Harris. So there's like that kicker in there. I don't know. What do you think? So I'm on that same line of thinking. You prioritize Jimmy, and then Tobias comes out later. And so this is my word with Tobias Harris. It's going to be like July 8th, yeah. and he's not going to have a team because he was no one's number one or number two priority. He has everyone's like third, fourth, fifth option in terms of star hunting. And once teams lose out or potentially get that one or two guy, they're like, well, I don't know if I want to invest $30 million a year into Tobias Harris. And this says don't do it. So I think he's going. I'm, I would say that with like, I'm 60% sure. Because he's, he's only 26 right now, I think. So Super it's young. Like, he still has time. It's not like he needs a five-year deal. Yeah. I, I think for Tobias Harris, I'd be looking somewhere to go for like a three-plus-one. So get that player option. That's what I was kind of thinking, too. And, and figure out a, just a different situation. Like, there, there are some situations, like some teams out there, that I think would be really fun for Tobias Harris yeah. to, to be on. Like, I would love to see him, and maybe these, some of these aren't perfect, but, like, just go to Dallas. Like, they have money, <laughs> and just have, like, a front court of Luka, Tobias Harris, Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, like, it's just wide open spaces. Like, just incredible amounts of, of shots and space for you to play in. And, and tons of playmaking. Yeah. And hey, no, no tax. So um, no, no income tax. No income tax. That's a huge plus. You got to so, keep all those millions. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe Utah can figure out a way to, to make it work. And you have Conley, Mitchell, Ingles, Harris, Gobert. I could get, I, could, I would be down with that. So like they're, there are some options out there. Maybe it's not for all the money or all the years that he might want, especially if you want that three plus one flexibility. But I think he he probably is going to go because I don't know if Philly will ever get there with Tobias Harris. It feels like that trade felt weird at the time. It's like you're trading a really young shooter and Landry Shamit to for Tobias Harris. Like I get go all in, make the be- go get the best players and hope it can work, but. Like, it never, like, melded on the court. No. And maybe there wasn't time. Yeah. But now it's like, okay, how much money do you want wrapped up in this free agency going forward, this team going forward, before you even have had to pay Ben Simmons? Yeah, Ben Simmons is contract extension eligible this summer, right? Yeah, he is. So uh, that might be a priority, too. Now, it's better financially for Philly to wait, but do you want to take the chance of disrespecting your, your guy, your, your guy, I probably not, and so maybe Philly's just like, look, we we're not wrapping up all of our money in these four guys because we don't believe in you as that fourth guy as much. Well, we'd rather spread it out, which is probably the smart thing to do. But at the same time, Tobias Harris' perspective, well, all right, guess that means you're going somewhere else. Yeah. So go go try and get your money elsewhere. Absolutely. I don't know how much that is, but you know. It's free agency sometimes. Someone's going to get left in the dust. That's just how it works. Yeah. So Someone's not getting the max years, max money. Yeah. There's just doesn't go around like that. Nope. So probably another quick one. Chris Hops, Porzingis, Dallas. Staying. 100%. You, you, if you're Dallas, you, you have to. Like, you have to pay him the max. Who, who's going to come in with, like, an offer sheet, though? <laughs> like, who's oh. going to, like, way over offer what the Mavericks are wanting to pay him? <laughs> uh, I'm sure there will 
be a teamer too, but I would do it. Got, if I, I would do it if I were like San Antonio just to screw with. <laughs> you don't have the space. You're just gonna do it anyway. Yeah. Um, that'd be hilarious. Um, but yeah, I'm, he's he's staying. You can't trade for him and then not. Interesting one. Al Horford, Boston. I mean, it seems like now he's he's obviously going. But where? <laughs> That's the thing. Like you reportedly hear, like the four for one twelve or four for one hundred that uh, Al's gonna get. And then like the follow up question is where? And no one has an answer. No one has. Like, it's like okay. Does that mean whoever is running this team just like super ultra secret about it? I I mean like obviously going. Yeah, it's I, just. Well, it's like okay. I started thinking like okay, what teams could. Could Al Horford go to that have the money to do it? Dallas, Mark Stein, who's like plugged into Dallas, lives in Dallas, is like, he's not going to Dallas. So either Mark Stein is lying to protect his sources or he's not going to Dallas. <laughs> I've, I've heard New Orleans thrown out there and, and ESPN saying, nope, he's not going to New Orleans. Okay, well, I mean, he's probably not going to Brooklyn, he's probably not going to the Knicks. Man, Al Horford can't go to the Knicks, right? Uh, I don't... Uh, I don't... <laughs> could, could Al Horford be going to the Knicks? Could Could him and Terry Rozier go to the Knicks? Oh, my God. <laughs> like that, that was the grand scheme <laughs> all along. They were the peop- They were the guys inside the Boston locker room like, we got you. <laughs> Sabotaging it to go to the Knicks. That'd be hilarious. Um, I mean, the Kings probably won't... Ha- I mean, you can't go to the Kings because you drafted Bagley, right? Oh, my God. Right? Like, like the Clippers, maybe. Uh, I mean, like if you get Al Horford, you're happy. But like, you need another dude to pair with him. Again, He's not a number one option. Are the Clippers willing to invest years, plural years, in Al Horford at that kind of money? I don't think so. They've been generally smarter than that, so I'm gonna yeah. say no. So it's like okay, well, Indiana, they have this space, but you already got a million centers on your <laughs> roster. You can't do that. The Lakers. I guess could if they strike out on all the others. But you have but Anthony like <laughs> you you got two big men then who don't like to play center. <laughs> <laughs> like you start going down this list and you're like Chicago just drafted two big men the last couple of years, Markin and Carter. Phoenix just drafted DeAndre Ayton. But I mean, I guess he could play like all of a sudden like you're going through these teams and you're like, where is he going? Like. Atlanta? <laughs> like going he, back to Atlanta? <laughs> that would be the greatest thing ever. Is like just like go ending his career in Atlanta and just totally like balling yeah. out. Like seriously, I'm unless Utah can somehow like clear the space, like there are n- not a ton of options here that aren't just getting shut down by like major reporters. So it's like I don't know where Al Horford's going for that kind of money. There's somewhere apparently. I mean, but I couldn't tell you where. We've talked about it. Like, I like Al Horford. He's not worth $112 million or $100 million. I mean, that's like $28 million a year on average. No, thank you. Like, Like, I don't. Like, you have to be like a top five player in the league to get that kind of money. And Al Horford's just not. Like, he might be a top five center. That doesn't mean you're a top five player in the league or even a top 10 player. Yeah. And for someone who's already 33. To be getting a four-year deal, why are you gonna be wanting to pay Al Horford? Because it's probably an ascending contract when he's 37 years old, 30, 32 million dollars per year. 
no thank you no you're not so it's again i really wonder where this money is reportedly coming from and that makes me wonder is it actually out there is or, it is it just his agent saying like al's gonna get this yeah because i don't think you can come back to boston now boston loves him i love him but you can't come back to boston now i wonder if he's like july 8th and he's like well i guess no one's giving me my money and i guess like what if Boston has Kimba? It's like, I guess I can go back I mean, and do like, like a one-in-one or something. I, I don't do know. I do wonder if the Kimba thing changes his mind a little bit. but And maybe it's just, yeah, the money's just not actually out there. He's a tough one. I really wish the best for Al Horford. I, on some level, I'd love for him to come back. But I do wonder if that bridge is burned a little bit. Yeah. Next guy, probably a quick one, Nikola Vucevic, Orlando Magic. Uh, Staying, I guess? No, I'm going to say going. It's reported that they're going to give him like a four for 90 deal. It's not awful. If you're Vucevic, I'd probably just take it. But what does that say about Mo Bamba? (laughs) Uh, Zero confidence in Mo Bamba. It's crazy. That would go past his rookie contract. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, like, it's weird because, like, you, the only rumbling you heard early on was that, like, Boston was interested, and now that's clearly pivoted into Kimba. And it's like, Sinners just, like, don't get that. Like, he's a dude who can space the floor. But, like, honestly, like... I would really like him in New Orleans. I'm just going to say that. I would really like him in New Orleans next to Zion. <clears throat> That'd but, be fun. But on a four-year deal, I don't know if that's necessarily what you want. If you're New Orleans, I I would feel better about, like, a three-year deal. But, yeah. again, it's all about what does Nick Vucevic want? Like, does he want five years? Does he want four years? Does he really care? Does he just want to get as much money as he can, no matter how many years? I mean, as a center in the league, I think you have to do as much money. I think so, too. Whatever on the years. And if that's Orlando at four for 90-ish, I think you just take that money and and live with it. Because it's, mo- it's good money. You've been with this franchise for a long time. Just stay there and see if you can keep building it. Cause yeah. He's, he's a fan favorite in Orlando. Next one. Someone who... Again, this is a, a hot button. Brooke Lopez, Milwaukee. Oof. Can, we've already said, all right, you're bringing back Brogdon. You're bringing back Chris Middleton. You re-signed Eric Bledsoe mid-year. I, I, when you put it like that, he has to leave. Like, it, how, there's just not enough money to go around, right? How much, I guess it's how much are you willing to go into the tax? Because you can go into the tax for these guys. Yeah. I mean, like, he's essential playing next to... If I'm the GM of the Bucks, and I'm, you know, not smart enough to do that. Just so, one executive of the year. I would bring him back. Yeah. Like, you have to. Like, he's stretch center, fits your system perfectly. Now, there is something to be said about, like, fatigue for these guys. Like, you only made, like, one run, but, like, kind of not changing something might just plateau you. Something yeah. to think about there. I, yes, I think think they'll offer him like a one year deal at like 14 15 16 million dollars try to entice him with the money yeah on like a one year deal and because again you're gonna have to pay Giannis like next summer mm. Giannis is extension eligible for the supermax so it's a lot of money <laughs> you know maybe you can get or maybe you can get him on like a two for 30 deal yeah. So I, part of me thinks like Brook Lopez wants to come back if Milwaukee's willing to give him that kind of a deal. 
But I think if Milwaukee kind of says like mid-level, which is $9.6, $9.8 million, I think he looks elsewhere. And I bet there there's going to be some teams willing to offer him more than $10 million a year. So I guess it's up to Brooke Lopez. Would you stay with the Bucks for $10 million or slightly under that? Or would you rather go to Team X and get paid $13, 14 $15 million a year? Because I think that's realistically what he's going to get into. Yeah. I think he's... I think if I had to choose, I'm going to say he's going. I also, Brooke Lopez strikes me as the type of dude who wants to win. Yeah. And like the Bucks might be your best opportunity to do that. That is true. Um, so like take the money and I know it's not like you got to make your money, but if you're smart, you can invest it, expand your dollars. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Giannis will get you a deal. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> maybe he'll get you some new, some new freak ones. Yeah, um, you never pay for shoes again. Uh, I, yeah, maybe even Milwaukee could offer him like on the mid level. You can offer him in a four year deal. So that's it. Basically, ends up being a four for forty. That's not bad. I would, I would, I would think if about you're that. If you Lopez, ten million dollars a year basically for the next four years. It's when, pretty good when you are already thirty one. Are you going to be getting $10 million a year when you're 35? No. Probably not. Like, yeah, the cap's going up again next year by another maybe seven-ish million. The cap this year is 109, and the salary or the luxury tax is 132. That's supposed to jump by about seven or eight million dollars next year, and then it's supposed to plateau. So you probably can't get $10 million a year in those third and fourth years of that deal. I don't know. Milwaukee's going to have to be either super creative. Or they're gonna have to start making some some big payments. It's yeah, just, that's an ownership decision, and yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like you pay Giannis, and I think you pay the dudes around him, keep him happy. And I'll tell you, maybe a big back. investment, keep Giannis happy. Yeah, if Brook Lopez makes him happy, bring him back, bring him back. It's as simple as that. All right, last last of the stanger going, guys. Kevon Looney, Golden State. Staying, I think he goes. Ooh, I man, if you're bringing back, we already said you're bringing back Clay and KD. Man, that luxury tax bill is like three hundred million dollars. <laughs> Historic amounts. Like of- I know, like you make money by just being in the playoffs and getting that revenue, and it's something like they're gonna. They made like thirty million dollars this year on just playoff revenue, which is great, but. That's not. That's not three hundred. That's not the extra two hundred million dollars you're yeah. having to pay in luxury tax and tax bills. Like, sure. That's just not that that different. And again, these are billionaires, so maybe they just have the money to throw around. But Kevon Looney, man, again, if some team offers him like four for forty-eight, can you match that? No, I don't think you can. Now, maybe if he's just not getting that kind of offer, yeah, bring him back. Of course, bring him back. Right. If someone's only offering him, I don't know, three for 27, you know, essentially the mid-level over three years, yeah, bring him back. Sure, bring him back. But if it's a four-year deal over $10 million a year, I don't think you can do that. Find someone else. Yeah. I mean, like, I like Kevon Looney. Smart player. I like him, too. If, if a team signed him for four for 48, I wouldn't hate that. And it's just, I, I don't know if Golden State would do it, though. Probably not. Someone else might, but I don't think Golden State will. So I'm going to say going because he, he looked good. 
in the playoffs. He looks really good. Played through an injury too. Yeah. So I'm I'm a Kevon Looney fan. So those are our staying and going guys. Those are guys that they're pretty marquee guys. They they are impactful to their current teams or their future teams, whoever that might be. Wanted to run through them. We have just a handful or a couple handful of other guys who either we're just a little worried for and or we think like maybe teams should be targeting a little more. So we think you can steal them. A couple of these guys we've already mentioned, but some of them we haven't, and we're not going to take super long on these guys, but just want to throw their names out there before free agency starts because, again, we're preparing for all this. And some of these guys, especially in the next eight, need to be prepared for free agency. <laughs> Mo, again, I kind of went just by positions, and I say this, I have, like, a big free agency Excel sheet. I don't have five positions listed. I have guards, wings, forwards, and bigs. Positionless basketball. That's how I, Welcome that's to how the I NBA. Um so, again, starting with guards, Terry Rozier. Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to get paid, but also, like, also just, like, talking so much crap about what happened in that locker room. So, uh, yeah, that ending in Boston, just yikes. Awful. And even in the ESPN thing afterwards, talking just trash on Boston. <laughs> and there, some of the reports are like, that turned some teams off. Yeah. Like, that we're looking at them. Because they're like, do we want that guy in our locker room? No. <laughs> so, man, that, I, I wonder, because he wants 15, 16, 17, 18 million dollars a year. Man, you ain't getting that on a four-year deal. No, not maybe, if you're... Maybe if you're willing to do a, a one- or two-year deal, but but not for four years. What what kind of money are you willing to put on the next sign, though, dude? <laughs> man. Like 50 bucks? <laughs> I <don't, laughs> I might take that bet. Uh, <laughs> man, because I just feel like him in New York, like they're just going to strike out. It, it, it might be a short-term deal, too. I bet I bet they sign him for like four years. I, man, those... They At just, like they 70, have be, 75. They have to be destined for each other. Yeah. Like, right? Like, man, Terry Rozier has lost himself some money this year, which is unfortunate. Sad. Cause I, I, I like, was generally a Terry Rozier fan, and then this year he just he didn't Scorched really... Scorched earth. He didn't really do his job. So it's kind of a tough position you're in. You know, he might be looking at that same market smart contract, like a 452. Yeah. Which he's not going to like, but might be what you get. <laughs> um, another guy, another another point guard, Rajon Rondo. I don't think anyone's paying you $9 million a year like the Lakers did last year. I guess it just depends on your expectations. No. Like, he's getting up there in years, too. Still can't shoot. Nope. I mean, like, he was better this year better I but mean, what does that mean it's uh, i mean the lakers can't bring him back for nine million so even if he wants to stay in la like you're doing it on a super pay cut like the minimum yeah that minimum so that's like a million or two it's not not what he wants so i'm i guess I the phoenix suns it is for oh my gosh. <laughs> um, i mean seriously there there are only like a small handful of teams if he wants to get paid nine million dollars a year ish yeah. So, man, Rondo... He that, takes a long-term contract this year, right? You would think, like, he wants, like, a, some security moving forward, like a three-year deal or right. something. But I think if he's taking a three-year deal, I think it's for, like, 18, 21, something like that. Like, yeah. six or seven a year at most. And that might even be a descending contract. <coughs> yeah. So... You know, with Rondo, I am afraid he might just get kind of left out there because his expectations are just too high. He thinks too highly of himself. <laughs> Which, I get. You've made some money. You've, he, you want a chip. 
he was the star on those championship teams, right? All right. right. Okay. <laughs> um, Kelly Oubre, going, kind of going to the wings now. Kelly Oubre, he's he's a restricted free agent with mm-hmm. with Phoenix. I I do wonder if his RFA status scares some teams away because they have again other other players are trying to go after whether they're restricted or not restricted big big names or just other guys like Bogdanovich who it's like why would we try and wait on Ubre and the Suns matching our offer when we could probably just go get Bogdanovich for a similar-ish number right who's unrestricted and so, better shooter yeah so and then also I do wonder like, is the Suns front office just gonna scare some other teams away like <laughs> we have absolutely no idea what they're gonna do <laughs> like some of these guys like you know if you make an offer like the team's gonna match or they're gonna say no a lot of the times not all the time and this is one of those not all the time situations like you have no idea what Phoenix is thinking man because Phoenix doesn't know what they're thinking like this you know how it was like you should just offer the like the restricted free agency to screw like I don't touch this like at all like I'm not screwing with this at all and then because you that could leave? end up with Kelly Oubre yeah because <laughs> like Phoenix just like didn't realize like someone did something or like they just let the deadline pass like yeah like it's just something stupid so that's why like Kelly Oubre just as a player might be like well I have literally no teams because no one wants to deal with Phoenix. Um, <laughs> So that's out there. Uh, that's a real possibility. Now they could rescind his qualifying offer, mm. and he could go be a UFA if, like, they're looking for a point guard and they need more money to sign that point guard. Because right now they they're sitting at something like fourteen million, but if they rescind his rights, it could be like twenty three. So like, there's a real jump there. But man, like, I don't think they're doing that unless they feel like they're getting D'Angelo Russell. That means the Kyrie domino has already fallen. So, again, this is a few days into free agency, probably. So, I'm I'm a little worried for Kelly Oubre. um, Because he's a good young player. Again, it's all about expectations. Right. Right. Another Lakers guy. Similar situation to Rondo. Contavious (laughs) Caldwell-Pope. You ain't getting $14 million. (laughs) Straight up. (laughs) You're not. Yeah. You're right. And, again, expectations. Like, he, he probably wants still in that 10, 12, 14 range because that's what he's got the last few years. He but, also got, like, a no-trade clause on his contract, yeah, no, right? right? Like, you're not getting that again. No, so, man, this dude, like, should be getting paid, like, $5 million a year, $6 million a year. And where is he willing to go, first of all? where If he's destined to stay in L.A., like, he's just determined to do that? Honestly, like, the Clippers might be a better option yeah. than the Lakers. Would the Clippers want him, though? Uh, probably not um if he's willing to take like a short-term deal maybe like a one or two year deal yeah um with like a team option on the second year or something like that yeah i feel like if they could get him for like a two for ten two for twelve with a team option on the second year like the clippers would do that i'm not sure he would but you could stay in la i guess if that's the situation but um yeah again one of those guys like he just expects a lot of money eight figures because that's what he's been getting from the lakers i don't think that's realistic i don't think that's out there that was a clutch thing. That was a LeBron thing. Well, LeBron's now going to be like, deuces, you're out. I don't need you. I, I literally don't need you, so bye. Um, I say, again, tough situation. Um, Dad Young. I like Dad Young. I like Dad Young, too. Unfortunately, he's one of those power forwards who are, like, dying out of the league. Yeah. And I don't know what his market will be this summer. I feel like it's going to be five-ish million dollars, maybe less. Yeah. And, again... What's he willing to, to sacrifice money, years? Because if he's willing to take less years, he can probably get more than that. Right. But if he wants Long-term. three, four years, 
then you're right, that five, six million dollar number might be accurate for Thad Young. And again, where are you willing to go um, to get that money or to get those years? I, I don't know. I don't know like what his cutoff is. Like this place, that money, that years, you know, Boardman doesn't always get paid. It's unfortunate because he's awesome. Like he's like expanded to like corner three game now. Yeah, no, like he's he's someone you want on your team. But it, there's a lot of guys in the NBA like, yeah, we'd love to have him on our team. What, are you gonna offer him a contract? No. no. <laughs> um, would you trade for him? No. Would you trade him? Yeah, I would yeah. trade him. Um, just one of those dudes. I like Dad Young, but you know, I I don't know if Indiana's really. He's just to like bring wrong back. era, like yeah. born at the wrong time. Yeah, he is. Um, Jabari Parker. I mean, you were getting paid $20 million last year by Chicago slash Washington. You ain't getting that. Straight up. You ain't getting that again. Um, man, what are you willing, again, what are you willing to take? Are you willing to do another short-term deal? Because I don't think he proved enough this year for like someone to give him like a three- or four-year deal. Jabari a, Parker thinks Jabari Parker proved everything. I mean, if you're looking for 15-plus a year, Yikes. you're not getting a three- or four-year deal. Could you imagine, like, last year at this time we were thinking, are, is, are the Bucks going to bring back Jabari Parker? And then they oh, were like, wow. nah, nah. And then they go and make an incredible run. Who knew? Yeah, I know, right? Like, are, like, the Knicks about to pay this dude? I Again, I'm seriously throwing out, like, Terry Rozier, Jabari Parker, like, the weird names. Like, I'm throwing them out to the Knicks. Just because it just seems to, it to be a thing. And especially if the Knicks are like, okay, we're striking out this year. We want to get back in it next year when Kawhi's back out there. If KD signs a one and one we're back out there for KD. Hey, Jabari, we'll give you a one-year, 15, 16, 17000000 million contract. All right. Yeah, that might be a thing. Again, what are you willing to sacrifice and maybe prove something? DeMarcus Cousins. Man, that, that quad tear in the playoffs, that's brutal. For his market because he finally came back from the Achilles yep was starting to show something and he tears his quad yeah and again I'm not sure you're getting anything more than a one-year offer anywhere straight up yeah one for less than 10 right like if Brooke Lopez is looking at 14 or 15 million dollars on a one-year like yeah. DeMarcus Cousins is getting like eight or less maybe yeah I could see someone using like the the mid level nine point something million on him on like that one year deal. <clears throat> again, like what's your market? Yeah. I, what I'm are your sure. expectations again? I mean, are you willing to stay in Golden State on like a one year deal? I I could see Golden State doing that. Yeah. Because Clay's out, Steph needs someone else, Kevin's out. I guess that could be a thing again. Just run it back. Um, but again, what's your market? I don't think it's going to be again what he wants, and it's just unfortunate. Um, the injuries that have happened. Yeah. But it's part of the game, unfortunately. It sucks, but it's it's real. And it's hard to get paid. Never, you're it's a big man, straight up big man, into a big man with injuries in his lower body. It's, it's, it's hard. Yeah. Last guy we're concerned for is Willie Cauley-Stein. You know, the whole Kings experiment just hasn't really worked. He's an RFA. I, I don't think the Kings are bringing him back. Just straight up, his agent has been in the, the news just publicly begging for him to <laughs> be rescinded by the Kings. It's like, let us be an unrestricted free agent, please. Um, again, what do you do on a basketball court, though? Like, rim run? Rim run and occasionally play defense. Like, again, I'm not the biggest Willie Cauley Stein fan. There's like videos that like he's just knocking down like corner three after corner three after corner three, like in a row. And then he literally never does it in a game. 
because it's like a super slow release. So like that's not actually a thing yet. I don't know. I could see a team just like willing to like throw money on the upside, not a ton of money, but throw some money at him, like seven or eight a year. Dallas loves their centers. They do. Uh, you know, but at the same time, I could see like just no one offers him. Yeah. The Kings eventually be like, you know what? Walk by. Yeah. And you know, like could for two or three million dollars, someone pick him up real cheap for a one year deal. Probably. Kind of do like a New Orleans Noel yeah. type thing. Like, just like prove that you can play in the NBA. And it's yeah. like, now like you feel like you are have a decent market. Yeah, next summer. So, I, I feel like that it's a very real path for Willie Cauley-Stein um, this summer. May not be what he wants, yeah. but it's pretty realistic. Last thing we're going to do before we get out of here, four guys that if your team is trying to fill out the fringes, or like a fifth starter maybe... Here's four guys to go look at. These could be contenders or teams looking to make the playoffs, trying yeah. to get in there. So, again, I took one from each of my categories. Guard, wing, forward, big. Tomas Sadarensky um, from Washington. Cause Interesting. He's, he's a combo guard. Yeah. He can play point guard. I go, you got into the whole thing with Washington, like – do they look better at point with, <laughs> with Sadoransky rather than John Wall? Because um, he had passes. Um, the answer is yes. <laughs> so, to me, and the name Ricky Rubio has been floated out a lot, especially with Indiana. Like, anything, well, there's smoke, there's fire somewhere. Yeah. I'd straight up rather have Tomas Sadoransky than Ricky Rubio. Spicy take. Like, straight up, especially... If Ricky Rubio is asking for like 15 and Sadoransky is asking for like 8, 9, 10, 11. Sadoransky is a better shooter than Rubio anyway. Yeah. I Yeah, he's not as good of a passer, but he's a good passer. Sadoransky is like 27. He's played professionally for the Wizards and overseas in Spain. So it's like he's played high-level basketball for the last eight years. Yeah. So he was only making just over $3 million in Washington. And to me, probably the reason, like, you can go get him, even though he's an RFA, Washington doesn't have a GM. <laughs> like, they literally still don't have a general manager. So, you just had a highly questionable draft. You have millions, like hundreds of million dollars already wrapped up oh my God. next year, and you don't have a GM. Like... This just is throw just, out an offer, and like Washington's not even gonna know what to do. This is Matt just like totally like tearing down the Washington Wizards because he's a Celtics fan, and I love it. Well, like you have <laughs> ninety-two million already locked up for next year because you declined the team option on Javari Parker, but you have money coming in with Hachimura, who you drafted at number nine, and Admiral Schofield, who you got in the second round. So it's like. Okay, you're already back up then to $96, $97 million with your rookies and Justin Robinson, who you signed as an undrafted free agent. So, like, you're only 10 or $12 million short of the line anyway. You know this team isn't trying to get into the luxury tax because you're not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you want to be competitive, but if, if someone throws out $10, $12 million a year for three or four years to Sadoransky... That's a hard no for Washington. Washington can't match that. Like you, you can't have like sixty million dollars locked up in point guards. Yeah. So, and I don't think Wall and Sadoransky will play with each other. Like on, on like starting at the same time. 
because you're paying Sadoransky $12 million a year if you're Washington, like you gotta start. So, man, like, I just don't think Washington will have the money or be competent enough to like match it if it's a $10, $12 million per year deal. Mm. So that's why I think you can just poach him away. And honestly, I like him better than a lot of the point guards out there anyway. Like, to me, the only guys I have above Sadoransky are obviously Kyrie, Kemba, D'Angelo Russell, Drogic, who's already picked up his option with Miami. Terry Rozier, just because of the upside still. Yeah. Like, I don't feel great about that even, though. And Pat Beverly, just because I know what I'm getting for Pat Beverly. So it's like, it's not like Sadoransky is, like, down in the mix. Like, he's not, to me, in the Austin Rivers, Ricky Rubio, Derrick Rose, Rajon Rondo tier. Like, he's above that to me. Right. So I feel like you could steal him. Yeah. You can't I mean, steal him at the minimum. Like, these fringe signings, you kind of hit on it a little bit what fills out your team and makes you a contender. Like, if you can hit on Thomas Sanoransky and all of a sudden, like, you get production from a backup point guard spot or even, like, just playmaking from a starting... A fifth starter. Yeah. Like, you feel really good about that. You should. So, I feel like he's just someone you can poach away um, pretty... Not easily, but with relative ease. Next guy, wing, Jeremy Lamb. Um... Please come back. <laughs> kind of mentioned his name earlier with the whole Kimba situation. Um, my, my idea here for why he is available, one, I mean, just being a free agent, but why would he go back to Charlotte after the Kimba debacle? Oh, man. Like, what makes him, like, look at that and be like, yes, I want to be here. Unless they just, like, well, we, I, did, we didn't, we missed out on Kimba, so here's some money, Jeremy Lamb. <laughs> again, though, like, they're already at 90, basically 98 million. And yeah. with your rookies coming in, you're going to be at 100, 101. Man, like, all of a sudden, you're creeping up on the, the salary cap line, and you can't pay him too much. Right. Because you can't, you got to stay all the tax if you're Charlotte. You have to. So, again, someone comes in there with a, 10, 11, 12 million dollar offer, especially for multiple years. I I don't think Charlotte can can do that. And you eventually you have to start playing Malik Monk. Like right. You have to eventually start playing Miles Bridges. Like you have to play these guys you're drafting and just see what they can do out there. It's crazy. That's a crazy idea, Matt. If you draft someone in the lottery, play them. <laughs> just just go out on a limb and let them play like 15 minutes game. What so. a, what a wild idea. I'm just saying, like, I think Jeremy Lamb's available. Of course, Charlotte wants to bring him back. Yeah. But I think you have to have a cutoff line, and I think, again, you have to start this rebuild if you're Charlotte. You have to. Yeah. If you're not bringing back Kemba, which we're assuming they're not, you if they're bringing back him, I would understand why you'd be a little more aggressive with bringing back Jeremy Lamb. Yeah. But if not, you got to let him go. Right. Absolutely. A forward for you, Al Farouk Aminu. Ooh. Again, Portland has no money. <laughs> like... <laughs> It, it is underscore highlight yeah um so again i just someone you can probably poach away for that again a lot of these guys are in that similar salary range that again you offer him 10 ish million dollars a year he was only making seven last year yeah alfred camino's 28 so he could do a short-term deal he could do a four-year deal i think he's probably decently flexible with that as long as your expectations for him are realistic, 
I think you can get a really nice player in Alfred Camino. Again, kind of a fifth starter. Play some off awesome defense. Yeah, and he showed a decent ability to knock down a corner three, catch and shoot. Yeah. Maybe even uh on the wing. So like he's a he's a nice player. I I would feel good about getting him if you're a, just a you know run of the mill team. And, yeah. Let's uh, try to make the playoffs or in the playoffs at 10, 11 million. And again, I just don't think Portland's going to invest long-term money into him when you already have long-term money wrapped up in Dame, CJ, Yusuf Nurkic. So I don't, I think you have to on some level just roll with Mo Harkless, Zach Collins. I feel like maybe you bring back Rodney Hood. Yeah, that's kind of an interesting, another interesting guy Portland has out there. You could probably get him for a little less because he didn't really play all that great until the playoffs. Yeah. But someone might just pay him based on that playoff run as well. So, again, maybe this could be an Alfred Camino slash Rodney Hood. One or the other. You right. probably, If you're Portland, you probably have to pick. I would try and bring back Rodney Hood. Yeah. But if that means you bring back Rodney Hood, that means Alfred Camino is available. And Portland will say, like, yeah, you can have him. This feels like a Utah guy to me for whatever reason. Oh, he so does. Playing the four there. Yeah. That... That's very much a real possibility, I think, for, for Utah. Especially if you're like Trish trying to go all in for this year, trying to make it because you went and got Conley. I I would do it. Give him like a two year deal, maybe? You could, yeah, maybe even balloon it a little. I yeah. just get him to come like two for 28. That might, that's a little rich. But if you're really focused in on this year, go do it. Yeah. Go Roll do the it. dice. Last guy who I don't think he'll get paid as much as these other three, but. Really nice player for, for a title contender, Robin Lopez. Ooh. So he's not his brother, not the shooter of his brothers, but he can hit a mid-range jumper. He'll play great defense. A wonderful guy to have on your team. Go get in the playoffs. You've made, some, you've made your money. Honestly, you've made a lot of money in your career. You were getting paid like $14 million last year in Chicago. Go get in the playoffs, please. <laughs> For, for the love of God. <laughs> Go get in the get playoffs. Chicago. <laughs> and also, uh, you know, you can bring your leadership council abilities oh to gosh. other teams. Yeah, I'll say, Boston, the <laughs> leadership con- council there. Um, so uh, whether it's Boston or, or there's some other franchises that could use either a really good backup center or a fifth starter at center who doesn't need the ball, will just play defense and be like super happy about it. Set great screens. Yeah. Fight some mascots. I think Robin Lopez is is a dude. I would be a little surprised if he took the minimum. Yeah. But four, five million a year, I think we'll get you Robin Lopez. And he'd be willing to take it if it was like a legit title or upper, upper echelon team in the playoffs. Yeah. I I mean, we've talked about it a little bit, but. As a center, it's just so hard to find money in the in the league right now. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. Like, if he gets offered by Chicago again, like, does he say no? I think so. I'm, on some level, like, I know he's he seems to have enjoyed Chicago. He He's done well there. Mm-hmm. But if you're Chicago, like, you got to just go with Carter and Markkinen. Yeah. And that's a good point. You know, if you're going to spend money on a backup center, just do some minimum deals. And honestly, I think their approach should be more like, we'll take on bad contracts for assets. Right. I would really love that more for Chicago than paying Robin Lopez right. six, seven, eight million dollars a year. Like, what's the point, I guess? So I'm not on that line of thinking. Maybe if Chicago has a different idea for him, okay. But Robin Lopez, just go find somewhere else that actually needs you. 
Right. Because there are teams out there who need him. It's just for what money. I think there's there are teams out there. So those are like four guys who you can probably go get that'll be helpful. That I think I'm not saying they're the difference in you winning a championship or not. Mm. But we just saw Fred Van Fleet do things. Right. So get it get a finals MVP vote. <laughs> so shout out Hubie Brown still. So forever shout out Hubie Brown. Um <laughs> but these guys like and you need a, sometimes that, that next guy to step up. George Hill was important for the Bucks. Yeah. The, these guys, like, they matter. These type of guys, they matter. The fringe signings. Like, when we get to December and January, right around trade deadline, it's like, who are we talking about? Like, where did you screw up this summer? Yeah. And, like, these guys will either look really good or it'll look really bad. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's, what that's what it comes down to. Well, that's been our Silly Season podcast, a.k.a. free agency preview. This week is going to be nuts. Fourth of July has been ruined for me, so like, oh, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just looking forward to food. But, like, honestly, I'm, I'm excited that this is, this is my favorite season in the NBA. Well, what's your favorite Fourth of July food? Uh, bratwurst. I'm more of a hamburgers guy, but all right. Hamburgers are overrated. Ooh, that's a hot take for you to end, end the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Couch GM Podcast. My name is Ryan Parker, um, and that's Matt Chamberlain. We've talked a lot about free agency. Remember to follow us on Twitter at NBA Couch GM Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at uh, Couch GM Podcast, the full thing typed out. Um, and if you haven't already, remember you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. Leave us a rating and a review. We'd greatly appreciate it. This has been episode 38, and we will see you back next, se- next week whenever free agency has begun. Yeah.